This is the Gopher Puck Live Podcast with Hammy, Vigo, and your host, Jupiter. Good evening and welcome to the GPL Podcast. Well, boys, we got through the Big Ten Tournament and the Gophers are in the NCAA Tournament as well. Veeks, good weekend for the boys, wasn't it? Yeah, they overcame some early nerves and really yeah. came through and took care of business. And that's the most important thing, you know. I, I mean, yeah, a nice shutout. Um that one wasn't, that must have been Friday afternoon or whatever it was against Ohio State where, boy, Wilcox was just hammered third period. It was it over 20 shots, I want to say, in the third period. And he came up huge. And Hammy, at this time of year, this is exactly what we need from him. Well, right. I mean, it's kind of what I had mentioned, I think, last week. I had said that you know, against anybody, you know, you're going to have a puncher's chance in the NCAAs if you have good goaltending and, and guys that can put the puck in the net. And you have a, you know, a good omen when you have a guy like uh, Wilcox playing as well as you have, he has lately, especially that Ohio State game and the way that uh, he kind of shut things down and made some great saves. Uh, you can't ask more for that, and that's the kind of performance that we're going to need moving forward if they're going to want to hang one last banner. Oh, if you're listening to us live, you can send us questions with the hashtag uh, GPL Podcast on Twitter or head over to the GPL chat, you know, go for pucklive.com slash chat, and I'll try to take some questions. I see Bidco in there right now. I might ignore him. Um, Viggs, Wilcox, Friday, pretty good, huh? Yeah, I think uh, one of the things with Wilcox is when he's – calm in control and, and controlling his rebounds. He's a very difficult goalie to beat. I think when teams start getting him on the move and, and uh, creating issues where he's not set for the shot, you know, that can lead to problems because he's not the biggest goalie. Um, but when his rebound control is on, like it was on uh, Friday, he's tough to beat. Uh, and he played great against Michigan. You know, they had the two goals on the power play and that, that was it. Yeah, there you go. The big 10 champs, they won the, the league playoff and well, hell, that, that Ohio State win was their first victory in a final weekend playoff of a league tournament since 2008. So it was kind of nice to get that off their back. I mean, it had been so long. And obviously they hadn't won a title since the 2007 WCHA Final Five title. So a couple banners put up this year, uh, Hammy, and uh, it's it's moving us in the right direction. I, I'm still not convinced, but... Uh, I hope you're feeling better than you have been. Yeah, and you know what? I think that, if anything, and I kind of said this on GPL, but uh, the coaches and the players, they deserve a lot of credit. I mean, they this has been a year where I've seen or heard of at least uh, a good amount of drama behind the scenes and probably more than most years. And um, I thought that all came from Gonzalez of the Star Tribune. That was all him, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, right. No, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I think oh, yeah. that uh, – for these guys to kind of deal with some of that and, and overcome that and and uh, still win a couple banners. Granted, the Big Ten is down this year. We all acknowledge that. But nonetheless, to be able to kind of recover from all that spotty play that we saw during the middle of the year and to uh, kind of get it together and 
and play rather well in, in the last month or so, I think that that's a pretty good omen, and hopefully they'll be able to carry it into the NCAAs. Speaking of the Big Ten being down, Viggs, did you get a chance to ask Don Lucia today about his thoughts on the attendance at the Big Ten championship? Well, I think the big thing for him is he would he would like to see it have some time to build, but also have that first weekend where you get the home games. Okay. Uh, so you yep. don't have that you know Minnesota Ohio State game on an afternoon that not a lot of people talk you know care about talk about. You know he'd like a game like that to be at a home rink somewhere. So you can get some atmosphere. Uh, I think that's kind of his first priority with attendance and atmosphere for conference playoff games. And boy, was that attendance just awful. You know, I, I never in my wildest dreams thought it would be that bad. I mean, Michigan's campus is, is closer to the Joe than my house is to Mariucci. I know, big joke. I live way out here in South Dakota, blah, blah, blah. I'm 43 miles or 44 miles away from Mariucci, and uh, Yost is 43. Where in the hell were any, you know, either Michigan or Michigan State fans this weekend? It was a joke. Yeah, Wally Shaver was joking me today that they could have fit all those fans at Drake Arena. (laughs) And would have had room for more. Oh, uh, you know, obviously, what was the total attendance this weekend? It was only... Like sixteen thousand or something like that. It was just ridiculous. Yeah, I, I think it, you know it's a little difficult because it was just a session ticket. Um, True, but overall the prices were about the same. Uh, it's just really disappointing that Michigan couldn't get together with their with their fans or Michigan State's fans because they were able to sell out the Joe for a Michigan Michigan State game earlier in the season. So you just kind of wonder how bad was the marketing uh, by the Big Ten for this event. Uh, who knows? I mean, you know, last year, you know, obviously attendance was going to be dumb. I think a lot of it last year may have been, to, you know, just because, you know, people are angry. They're pissed that they lost the WCHA. Maybe this year, maybe the loss of the CCHA pissed them off. I I don't know. I just thought with two Big Ten schools easily within driving distance, at least a lot better than it is in St. Paul, that more people would have showed up. So it's it's pretty disappointing. Oh, well, I got nothing to add to that. Yeah, you know I know. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing. I just think that I don't care about fans being pissed. Just get over it. I, I just I, I don't mind people that complain about, you know, hey, we need better attendance and whatever. What can we do to make it better moving forward? I, I, I'm all for that. You know, figure out ways to mm-hmm. do it. And frankly, I think that they if anything, this just shows that you, I mean, hockey is a niche sport, and yep. college hockey is a niche in a niche sport. And you're not going to, you know, as much as Detroit likes to talk up being a hockey town, it's a Red Wings town. It's not really a college hockey town per se. When you look at Minnesota, the state is built around college hockey. I mean, it just is. I mean, it's. I know that there's a lot of D1 teams in Michigan, but Detroit itself is not really amongst that kind of a, a fan base. And so I just think that you, you have to have it at a place like Excel. I've seen people throw out stuff like Milwaukee. To me, that's a joke. No. That ain't going to work. I've seen, you know, the idea of Chicago and maybe that could work simply because there's probably a pretty good alumni base from different schools there. But, you know, I think Chicago could work if someone like a Northwestern or an Illinois or somebody like that sometime down the road, got a hockey team, then join the big 10. But without that, I think even Chicago is a stretch. 
Well, maybe. I, I mean, I'm just speculating. And I yeah. think the other thing is, though, is Chicago, people like to go to Chicago. I mean, it's not yeah. really a long trip. It's not that expensive to take a flight there. Detroit, let's be honest, it's not exactly the greatest place in the world to go, uh, especially compared to with Chicago. So I, I could see where maybe more fans would be enticed to take a trip to Chicago. But ultimately, I just think that they need to have that tournament full time at the X. And if the Big Ten wants it there, they're going to have the kind of money to you know, outbid anybody as far as upfront money goes to make Excel feel comfortable with it. And so I don't really think the whole tickets thing is really as big of a deal when they're going to be looking at things in the future. Yeah, I think Skyumala had a great post on GPL uh, earlier today talking about how it took the WCHA about 10 or 15 years to kind of figure things out mm-hmm. and, you know, and to stop going to Milwaukee and, you know, stop going to target center and have it in Excel and, you know, it built up quite the atmosphere. Uh, so I thought he did a great job of summing it up. Uh, but I do think Chicago would be a good site. You know, it's an easy hub to fly into. Um, even if you want to fly, you can probably get there and back for 150 bucks. Whereas most people going to Detroit, you know, it's four or $500 to fly there. And it's a difficult drive from the twin cities. You mean that what the final five wasn't just an immediate overnight success? <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would have thought it would the way everybody talks it up. You know, same with the WCHA, same with the rivalries, like with North Dakota. That just happened in one game, right? That's the impression everybody wants to give. All these winners. If you just went to GPL this week, that's what you'd think. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like, dude, do you think this stuff just happened in the the blink of an eye? No, it took time. And it's like, why should we expect any different from the Big Ten? It's just, to me, it's ridiculous. You know, I... I personally think people are angry. I mean, obviously you say get over it, but maybe they're just kind of showing, hey, we're angry, and this is really the only way we can show it is by not showing up. Okay, that's fine then. But to me, it's like in the in the long run, what are you going to do? Are you just yeah. going to continue to complain about it? I mean, it's not going to change anything. Mm-hmm. You Either in life you, you face up to things that don't go your way, and you either say, okay, I can sit there and sulk about it and think about how things used to be, or I can look forward and try to make the best out of what we've got and maybe try to make it better. I'm not saying it's going to be better, but it, maybe not as for, in terms of the playoff goes, but in terms of just moving forward, what can you do to make the product better than maybe what we saw in the past? And I just think that you have to give that kind of effort before you can complain you know, constantly about everything else. It's just pathetic. <laughs> Well, like I said, people are angry. Maybe that's the way they're showing it. Who knows? I I know I wasn't going to go to Detroit. I just have no – I'm not going to spend my money to go there. And I, I guess, you know, a few Gopher fans were there. More power well, I, to them. But, yeah. you know, if, if the Big Ten wants, to, wants this to work, they do need to get those Michigan fans in there. If they don't do some kind of, uh, you know, special or just a promotion or something, it's going to be like this again in two years. So if if they want this to be better, they need to do a better job of getting the Michigan and, you know, the fans that are within an hour or two of drive to the Joe. Otherwise, it's just not going to work there. And, you know, they're, they're going to have to work at it. If they don't, it's going to be back to St. Paul and it's going to stay in St. Paul. Well, it should. I, I don't. I'm just not convinced that they're going to keep it after that next round at Detroit. I think that they're going to say, you know what, this is just isn't working there. They probably wanted to give the Michigan fans and the Michigan yeah. State fans an opportunity to show that, hey, we can make it fair and we can alternate things, so it's not just, you know, maybe a Minnesota that maybe benefits a little more from the hometown crowd. But 
if you're not going to support it, they're going to go where the money is. And and to me, it, it's a no-brainer at this point that Detroit's just not going to cut the mustard. All right, boys. Well, it was a successful weekend for the Gophers. They earned a trip back to the to the you know NCAA tournament along with a ton of other uh, local schools. Obviously, just about every Minnesota school is in there except for Bemidji here in uh, you know this year. Um, already, Beer Song is telling us how does it feel to be the fans of the fourth best D1 team of men's hockey team in Minnesota. But that's just Beer Song. He's just trying to get us going. The surprise drunk hockey guy isn't trying to get us going. But he, he begged to be on the podcast this week, but I said I don't think so. Just didn't need it. Too much of a hassle. He just becomes too much of a jack bag after you know when he he's all up on his high horse. So might start talking dinosaur on the podcast. You never know. It's a <laughs> random Wednesday night for him. <laughs> well, let's move right into the NCAA tournament, guys. We'll get to Minnesota here in a bit, but uh, wow, let's start with uh, the Midwest Compton Arena, Minnesota State, the overall number one team. With the, they're playing RIT. And also there is Omaha and Harvard. Uh, kind of a surprise, Viggs. Do you think Minnesota may have gone there initially? Yeah, I, I definitely was surprised when I saw the brackets on uh, on Sunday morning. I thought, you know, Minnesota would likely end up in South Bend and maybe end up in Fargo yeah. uh, because, you know, it was going to be interesting to see how they're going to handle it with the, you know, the conference matchup in the first round if you went by the bracket. But instead, the committee just did all kinds of random stuff with how they assign teams i think um, i think they just wanted to you know screw with the people from u.s college hockey online yeah clearly they, they did not want anyone to get it right this year <laughs> i would agree because you know I, obviously you know i think minnesota state has had a wonderful season they deserve the teams they play omaha obviously it looks like minnesota should have been or probably should have been where harvard is yeah, I think you know they wanted to keep that matchup the same for some reason, so so that's why it ended up. Yeah, um, I think it's you know Harvard's got a good shot in this bracket. I, I think they've got some talented players. I think they're going to get by Omaha, um, and then it's going to be a tough matchup for Minnesota State. You know, it's it's going to be an empty arena, and uh, Harvard's got some players. What? No faith in Omaha? Come on, man! They're always peaking <laughs> at this time of year. <laughs> I have, have, have no faith. faith. I have no faith in Dean Blaze. I'm have sorry. Have some faith, man. Come on, <laughs> dude. They're always winning this time of the year. They're like the anti-hackstall, right? They're like <laughs> they will do well, and then they'll just completely suck at the end of the year. That's that's UNO. <laughs> What's well, true? Look at the way. I, you know what? You, you can't really argue with it. You you just can't argue with it. I, I... And they got beat at home by St. Cloud two games, so it's like they're not exactly thriving at the moment. So we'll see. I guess. <laughs> So, Viggs, do you think Minnesota State Mankato comes out of that bracket? I actually have Harvard coming Ooh, out of that bracket. I like that pick. I like that pick. I, I like hey, Jim here quite a bit. You're, yeah, you're a hater. <laughs> what a hater. I've Minnesota hated Harvard hate. since the old, uh, you know, since Final 1989. Up, but. Well, Hammy, what do you think about the Midwest bracket? Uh, I was a little disappointed we weren't in that bracket because I really felt, I mean, if you look at all the brackets, to me, that's the one that's uh, a Maybe a little easier than the others, in my opinion, at least. But you know what? Minnesota State is the number one seed, so they should have technically no, the softest schedule. So no, and I, I yeah, but it is the easiest. Yeah. But to me, that's the one that I thought, hey, we're gonna get slotted in there. I mean, you know what? I don't spend a lot of time saying complaining about the whole we should have been in this bracket or that bracket or I want the easiest because to me, 
you're going to end up playing some good teams no matter where. You know, if you're going to win the title, you're going to have to play some good teams. So it's like ducking this team or that team or whatever. I just feel like at some point you can't have that attitude because you're going to eventually have to play some pretty good teams. So you might as well not complain too heavily about who you have to play and what's your bracket and all that kind of stuff. So I, I think that... Uh, <sighs> I don't know. I think Minnesota State will do, will get through that bracket. Uh, I'll give them some uh, credit for. I mean, they, I think they have a pretty veteran team. They have some good offensive players. They got a good goalie, which is what we talked about earlier. You really need, and um, I think that they'll probably get through that. It, will it shock me if they don't? No, but I, I'll just give them the benefit of the doubt based on how they played so far this year. I'm actually with you, Ham. Yeah, I, I'll go with Mankato out of that bracket. Uh, You're biased, though. You went to school. Yeah, right? I went to school there, but. I don't know. I, Homer. <laughs> I like the coach. I like you do. Yeah, do you I, have a poster of him on your wall or something, or what do you mean? Hey, you like I should him? get one of those. No, I, I, I kind of why his name is just slipping my mind right now. Uh, Hastings. Hastings. Jesus, why? I'm losing it. Um, you know, when Hastings was here for that year, uh, I got a chance to meet him once, and boy, what a straightforward guy. No BS. Funny as hell, very likable. Uh, I, I think he's just done a wonderful job down there. And if if Mankato can get through and get to the Frozen Four, I think it's a big boon for that program for the future. So, and if it's a you know, I think even Duluth winning the title a few years ago has helped you know this area for hockey. It used to be Minnesota and no one else. Well, I think that the tough thing, especially for Mankato, is. They're not going to be. They're they're going to have to capitalize on the opportunities they get. This is what I've always said about like St. Cloud and some of these other schools. Is when you have a real good team, you need to capitalize on it more because they're they don't reload as easily as a North Dakota or a Minnesota or schools of that nature because they don't tend to get the very high end guys that are going to make pretty immediate impacts. They get some good players. Don't get me wrong, but um, they don't tend to reload as easily. So they kind of have to capitalize a little bit more when they get those chances. So. It'll be interesting to see, you know, how they do when they've got uh, the bullseye on their back. And they do rely on, you know, senior leadership, upperclassmen. I mean, yep. ten, you know, obviously in Minnesota, North Dakota, those type of schools that get all these big players, we tend to not have the older, more mature teams. So, you know, th- if Mankato's going to win it, this is probably their, their year to do it. We'll That's say, what I, yeah, and they're not used to. Like I said, they're not probably not quite as used to having that bullseye, especially from a national perspective, having that bullseye on their back of being the team you know that's ranked number one, um, and and having to go in there with that kind of pressure. And that's what they're going to be facing. I mean, yeah, you know, you, they they aren't quite as used to it as other schools, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how they, if they answer the bell on that or not. And we'll see if the breaks go their way because you know even Duluth a few years ago had quite a few things fall into place. Obviously, they won. <laughs> Obviously, that's great, but uh, things got to fall into place just the right way for you to win. You know, I would say even back in 2002, the fact that Minnesota didn't have to face Denver again, I thought was a huge break. I thought that, you know, Duluth having their number one – didn't their number one seed get knocked out of their region? And then they ended up getting to the Frozen Four, and then they didn't have to play uh, uh, North Dakota – I think a lot of things fell their way. It was just their year. You got a better memory on that than I do. I have to admit. I know they weren't a number one seed that year, not in their region. Well, I, I you would know better than I would, my friend. 
But you know, if if Mankato's going to win it, or at least even get to the Frozen Four, they just yeah, they're going to you know take advantage of it, take advantage of the break. So, well, they uh, definitely took advantage of their schedule this year. They didn't have the the toughest schedule yeah. in the nation, and and they feasted on it. So. I think things are going to get a little tougher if if they get through this region and get into the Frozen Four. Exactly. All right, guys, let's move on to the East. Miami is the number one seed out there. They play Providence, and then on the other side, you've got Denver and Boston College. Um, Hammy, what's your initial thoughts on this? I mean, Miami having to play Providence in Providence could be a little tough matchup for them. I think they're going to come through there, but uh, what do you think? Uh, yeah, you know what? That's a tough one. I mean, that they really got a, a tough situation considering uh, what they were. They're a number. They're the one seed, correct? Yeah, that? they are the one yeah. seed. They're the number four overall seed. Right. So. so that's you know they got a tough road to hoe. And that's I, I think that uh, you know that's that other game, that Boston College Denver game, should be really interesting. Yes. And that you know that's going to be I think a pretty good game. And uh, I actually would not be shocked if the team that wins that game comes out of that bracket because I, I'm just not a huge Miami believer. And plus, I know they have what one guy got one of their key guys was a barber. I don't remember who it was. Yeah, he got injured. And they, he got uh, injured. Guy and then suspended. The, yeah, right, one guy suspended. Coleman, right? Coleman, Coleman is out of this game. Yeah, and he's game. one of the. I mean, so uh, you know they're obviously going to have uh, you know a little bit of difficulty in that sense. I mean, if you remove two of your best players off of your team against a good you know opponent that's going to be pretty tough and especially when it's you know essentially a home game so um it won't shock me if miami doesn't make it out of that bracket Viggs coleman's the only one who scored for them in that final face-off championship game yeah that that's a brutal draw for them to play providence because uh, providence is john gillies and that you know he's a he's a big six five goalie you can basically steal a game for a team i think he's put providence on his back this year uh, just phenomenal stats this season it's like a 93 say percentage and a team that's not tremendous. Um, and so they're into the tournament. They're playing at home. Miami's got some injuries. I think province is going to win that game. Mm. Um, I know Boston college has kind of had a, a tough stretch coming down the end of the season, but I think they've just got so much talent on that team that, you know, they're, they're going to be dangerous. Um, so I, I do like BC coming out of this bracket, um, but I think it'll be a, a, a tough game for them. I'm going to go with Denver. Don't know why. I just feel like just Denver. a feeling. Just, just a, a feeling. feeling. Well, you know, I I did the, my picks on that whatever that web that Pick'em website, and I don't even remember what I picked. But now that I'm looking at it more, I, I like Denver. You know, BC is kind of up and down, and I, I I don't know if I could really trust them. And Denver's always just been solid. I mean, if Guaz was the coach, I'd probably pick Denver even more. But who knows? Yeah, I think without Guaz, you know, they're just missing a component there. But okay. Well, that, that's, that's fair, obviously. All right, boys, now let's head to the West in Fargo. Obviously, North Dakota, the number two overall seed. They're the one seed in that bracket. They face Quinnipiac, and Michigan Tech is back in the tournament the first time since, I want to say, 81? Somewhere around there, they play St. Cloud State. Uh, that that matchup there intrigues me quite a bit, Viggs. Yeah, I mean, this a, could be the return of what was once a great Michigan Tech hockey school. Yeah, I think they've got the right coach there. I think they've gotten a lot of talent. They play an exciting game. Um, it, it's fun for the Huskies, but I, I do think that uh, seeing this region, you've got the seven, the 10, and the 14 teams in here. 
it kind of makes you wonder if North Dakota got some breaks with how they seeded the the region because this does look like the easiest region for a top seed to get through. And actually, that's you know we got tweeted a question about that. John Reynolds asked, "It appears to me North Dakota got fairly easy draw with Quinnipiac's best player not playing." Yeah, and and they're going to be playing at the Shield Center. Uh, they pre-sold most of those tickets to to North Dakota fans. Mm-hmm. Um, I I saw on Twitter today that they have 150 seats coming back. Uh, for the weekend, but you have to buy them in person. So even more Ooh, North Dakota fans sucks. are going to be there. Yeah. So it's just a, a crazy situation for them, and, and I think they'll take advantage and, and walk through this bracket. It's great to see Michigan Tech in the tournament, though. Do you see? I you know I I think North Dakota has played like crap lately. Um, I think either Michigan Tech or St. Cloud could take them out. I actually have been wondering, you know, it's funny because over the years it was with the UND and Hackstall was struggle early in the year, kind of face some adversity, kind of turn it around around, you know, the midway point, play, you know, really good hockey from that point onward. And it's almost been a very different season in that sense for them. They haven't really had to face a lot of adversity throughout the season. And now suddenly here in the last, you know, handful of weeks, it seems like they, you know, faced a little bit more with, uh, yeah, I mean, they didn't exactly kill Colorado College. They lost two games at the, you know, at their tournament. Um, I just don't know that they're exactly hitting their peak. And they do have a good goalie, of course, which is always a big equalizer, um, even if you're not playing your best. And um, I actually think I'm gonna, I kind of, I'm gonna be voting for Tech. I mean, I'm not gonna yeah. lie to you. I'll be <laughs> voting for Michigan Tech. I mean, I, I'd really like to see them come out of this region. Um, have somebody a little different. And I'm not going to begrudge the fact that North Dakota is essentially going to have a home ice advantage because we've had that over the years, you know, at some region regionals. And so it's, I'm not going to really rip on them for not taking advantage of it. Sometimes you get that big crowd and, you know, it's just uh, going to work to your advantage. So I, I think that's going to be great for them and the fans up there. But I think uh, I'll definitely be pulling for Tech. By the way, Bidco set me straight. UMD beat Yale when Yale was the number one overall seed. That was, I think, the year before they won it. Yale just came in with some weird, outrageous record. It was the number one overall seed. So, I know, everyone thought that Yale was overrated that year. I did, but whatever. Back to the West. I'm kind of with you, Hammy. I would love to see Tech come out of there. Just because, you know, that program has been down for so long. It's great to see them back up where they used to be. Uh, I'm not going to go as far as start wearing tech jerseys like a couple GPLers are. I don't know why their love for tech is so great. Apparently this trip to Houghton is so great they want to be tech fans now. I, Seriously? Let me, let, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I think so a few people do have jerseys. They were, they were actually Gopher fans wearing tech jerseys. Seriously. I, ha- I have seen that, yes. My God. I know. Ser- seriously? Oh, that's just pathetic. All right. I, well, anyhow. But if they beat North Dakota, you're going to see more of them. <laughs> no. I, I would, I mean, to, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm with you. I, I w- I'd love to see Tech back up, but you know what? I'd love to see them beat North Dakota. But I'm not going to jump on their bandwagon just because the trip to Houghton is so great. I just don't give a shit. I don't want to drive freaking eight, seven, eight hours to that place just to drink. You know, I could drink at home. I don't give a shit. I don't know. I just, you know, it's Vince, like, have you been on that trip? 
I have. It's actually a lot of fun. Oh, come on. It's just... I don't know. I just don't feel like driving that far. I'd rather go to Grand Forks than to Houghton. I would not rather go to Grand Forks. No, Duluth would, would be would, out there, though. I would it's definitely fun to go, disagree with that. It's fun to go to a small town where the hockey game is the big deal in town that night. Yeah. You know, even if you go uh, to certain towns and see a hockey game, it's not always the biggest deal there. So it's fun to see there, and pretty much everyone out is, is into the game and up for it. So that is kind of the charm of Houghton, I think. Well, apparently even some GPLers were on TV during the WCHA Final Five. Well, I mean, I don't have a problem with them going. I don't even have a problem with them cheering. But, dude, you're going to wear a jersey of another team? Seriously? Yeah. I don't know. To me, it's lame, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and and I kind of discount, you know, North Dakota struggling last weekend. I think really? you know, they, lo- they lost an, with an empty netter to St. Cloud. And then the third place game means nothing to them. It's in the afternoon. Yeah, but they still you know, had a sh- chance. They still had the number one seed. Yeah, they still could have gotten the number game. one seed. Well, they, didn't, they didn't know if Mankato was going to win that night or not. And to me, it's like, I, I get what you're saying, but to me, you can't just say uh, it was a throwaway game because, look, you got outshot, you got smoked. That's not exactly how you want to go into the NCAAs. I mean, I'm just saying you can discount it, but it's still it's not exactly great momentum either. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying, Hammy, because we've seen this happen in the Gophers quite a bit where they – where they finish the season where the games don't mean anything. But they're college kids. It's hard to get up for a game that means nothing. They already knew they were going to be in Fargo for the regional, and they ended up with a with pretty easy regional after all. But I think that for me, that and this is what I've always – I just – I don't like the idea of having that kind of mentality with mm-hmm. my team. You know what I mean? Right before – you don't want to ever – I don't want to ever let the foot off the gas, ever. You know what I mean? And uh, I just feel like uh, when you're – taking that kind of mentality. Um, and like I said, this is a team that really hasn't had to face a lot of adversity this year. So can they just turn on that switch and suddenly be back on again? I don't know. We haven't really seen them be tremendously challenged with uh, that kind of adversity this year. So what do you think then? You think North Dakota does come out of their hammy or do you uh, think Tech or St. Cloud could take them out? Uh, well, obviously, my head says North Dakota. My heart says Michigan Tech. So I'll probably say it's going to be North Dakota, but I'll be rooting for Michigan Tech in that one. Viggs, did you ever give a final answer on that? I don't remember here. <laughs> yeah, I had North Dakota. I'm in the same situation. I'd love yeah. for Tech to get through. I just don't think they have enough size or talent to compete with North Dakota on a rink like that. I think North Dakota brings their big physical game, and, and they'll be ready to go. Well, we'll see. You know, I'd love to see, you know, Maybe a little too much pressure on that team, and hopefully they could choke it away. That'd be nice. All right, guys. Northeast. Manchester, New Hampshire. That's where the Gophers were sent, and boy, what a matchup they're going to end up having against Duluth with Boston University and Yale on the other side of the bracket. Viggs, um, I think obviously, I would say Minnesota Duluth and Tech St. Cloud are the best matchups in the first parts of this uh, tournament. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a, a great uh, Friday afternoon to, wa- to watch these games. Uh, you know, it's too bad they're kind of right up against each other. Yeah, um, Duluth has been one of the, the better teams I think I've seen the Gophers play this season. Part of it is Duluth really gets up for Minnesota, and they've had good goaltending this season. Uh, the thing I think that makes Duluth the most dangerous is their defensemen or veteran team. Um, they're big, and they can all skate. So. You know, Minnesota's wall play is going to have to be really impressive on Friday to advance. Oh, and uh, Mr. Eichel's on the other side for Boston University, too. 
So either way, <laughs> this is a tough bracket for Minnesota or Duluth. Yeah, for sure. If you haven't seen Jack Eichel play this year, uh, one of the best players in college hockey history. It's you know, defense rules the land, and he's you know almost getting two points a game. So pretty impressive for a, a young kid who's draft eligible this year. Initial thoughts, Hammy. What do you think? Well, I mean, I think it's going to – the one thing that you, you kind of wonder about is we haven't – I mean, Duluth has not been playing its best hockey here in the last handful of weeks. And I think the last time that we played them when we were at the X, I actually thought that we all played them for, you know, a lot of that game. And it certainly we probably should have won that game, but um, just didn't put the puck in the net. And uh, I, so I feel like given that was a low point in our season um, around that time frame and, and the way that we've improved and our goaltending has improved – um, since then, and to, to see how Duluth has performed uh, recently, I actually feel pretty good about our chances in that game. I think that, uh, that I was a little surprised at how Duluth's offense isn't nearly as potent as I thought it would be this year. I mean, they've got some very talented, talented forwards, but uh, in terms of their goal scoring this year, it's not been particularly great. And um, on a national level, I think they're somewhere in the 20s as far as offense. And that surprised me because I, I had a lot of respect for their forwards and um, they just haven't put it together the way that I thought. Granted, you know, they, they're going to be playing some good teams in, in their conference, so that's going to play a role in it. But um, I'm a little surprised by that. And, and I feel like special teams can always be a key factor in that. And their penalty kill and our penalty kill are not very strong. But where the difference is, is our power play is great and their power play is kind of average. So I think that we might have a little bit of an advantage in that department. So we'll see how it goes. In these Ghana games, it could be just one bounce. One thing Duluth does have going, Viggs, is a little freshman, Koski Suo. Is that how you say his name? I think that's close enough. <laughs> he's been pretty darn good for them. Yeah, he's confident enough that he's tweeting back at fake Don Lucia. If you, if you haven't seen <laughs> that yet, that's pretty funny. Yeah, Don Lucia was, was taking shots at him and uh, telling him Civ. And, uh, you know, the Finnish guy doesn't know what a Civ is. So he, he's, uh, he's going after it already. <laughs> Uh, no, I like him. If he's if he's on Twitter responding to a fake account, I think I like him. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's been good for them. Uh, Don Lucia said today that uh, you know one of the things that's held Duluth back has been goaltending, and it looks like they found one this year. Uh, I think Hammy's right. You know the forwards seem impressive, but they just haven't put up the goals that you'd expect to come out of them. I think the the thing that drives them is their their defenseman. I think that's the the strength of their team, and now they have a goalie that can keep him in games. Um, I think the the games that uh, Minnesota was out of, they didn't have Boyd and Shea. Uh, they're going to have those guys back for for this one, obviously. So I think that should be a big help for for Minnesota. I will point out that their goalie has given up at least three goals in their last four games. So I mean, if I don't know that he's necessarily playing at his peak either, just to point that out. Well, what, well, about, the, what about the other side of the bracket, too, guys? So. Oh, sorry, go well, ahead. I mean, nonetheless, whatever the reasoning is, I mean, I don't know that it's going to prevent the goalie from stopping pucks. It might give him more opportunities, I guess. But What about the other side of the bracket, Viggs? What do you think about Boston University and Yale? Is Yale going to have a chance about, against Boston? I think it's going to be tough. I don't know really? a ton about the Yale team, oh, okay. but, um, you know, Eichel is, is the man-child in college hockey this season, and well, his um, line mate's not bad either. Yeah, his lines aren't bad, and Matt O'Connor is one of the top free agent goalies coming out of college. Um, there's a lot of NHL teams who are looking at him. Um, so, I, you know, with, with those two, it's going to be hard for, for Yale to compete, and I think it's a tough matchup for anybody. 
All right, well, what do you think then? Minnesota or Duluth against Boston University in to go to the Frozen Four? I mean, are you going to go pro gophers, or is, is, this, uh, is this Jack Eichel's year? Uh, well, I think one of the things that Minnesota has going for it is, is the Boyd Ambrose warning line has done a great job shutting down opponents all season long. Mm-hmm. I think they're probably going to get their opportunity against Eichel because I think Minnesota will get by Duluth. Um, I think Minnesota's power play has just been so good all year. I think that could be a huge advantage for them if they can just, you know, stay out of the box and limit the turnovers. You know, they can get through both these teams and get to Boston. You know, Minnesota was able to stop Johnny Hockey last year. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota's been a good checking team against top players. Um, I think that Boyd line has just done a tremendous job. And, you know, we saw in the World Juniors, Eichel try to do a lot by himself in the big games, and he wasn't able to do it mm-hmm. when he was up against talented players who are determined to stop him. And I think Minnesota has those guys. I think you'll see, you know, Brady Shea matching up with him as well. And, you know, they say Shea's the best skater on the team, so he's going to have to prove it. So do you think we can get past Boston University? Yeah, I think so. I, all right. I mean, this, this team is – has been a, a talented team all year. I think they, they went through the stretch where they were turning the puck over, um, not able to identify rushes very well. I think they focused on that. I think they know what they need to do. All right, Hammy, what are your thoughts about you know Boston and Yale and getting to the Frozen Four here? Uh, well, I think that Boston's going to come out of that bracket. Um, as much as I obviously would like the Gophers to come out of that bracket, I just feel like uh, with – a trip to Boston on the line, basically being able to play in the Frozen Four and, you know, your home your home city. I just think that's going to be a big motivating factor. I think when you have big-time players that are having great years, um, that's something that, uh, you know, you can't overlook when those guys are playing that well. And I just think that whoever they play, I mean, I, I think that the Gophers are going to probably win that opening game against Duluth, but I don't think that they're going to get past. I don't think whoever wins, whether it's Duluth or Minnesota, I don't think they're going to get past Boston University in that second game. Interesting. Um, I, I think I'm with you, Hammy. I think Minnesota does get past Minnesota Duluth, but uh, lose a heartbreaker to Boston University, maybe an overtime type of loss. I know that's Mr. Negative, but uh, it's a good team and. Uh, uh, it may be their year. I mean, this this whole bracket is all former champions. That's so they know what they're doing. So well, I don't think it's a matter of being negative. I just think it's a matter of being just kind of sincere yeah. about how you're looking at the games. I mean, we would all love for the Gophers. Well, not all of us, of course, but we, <laughs> on, we on this podcast would love, you know, if the Gophers win, you know, and get to the Frozen Four, but. Um, obviously BU has got a very good team and they got some great players um, that are at the top of their scoring list and uh, certainly you can't discount that and like I said when they have some extra motivating factor to be playing in the Frozen Four you know in their kind of home area I just think that that's going to be a big push for them and I just I just have a hard time seeing them not coming through that region and and part of it I think is just because the way the team's played this year I mean they've shown inconsistencies you know if if they play the way that they probably should have played this year, you would probably be picking Minnesota in a bracket like this. But the thing is with Minnesota, the games they've played poorly in hasn't been because they've they've laid an egg. It's because they've turned the puck over and, okay. and given teams opportunities to, to get back in it. I think the only real stinkers they've they played is uh, you know the home game against Duluth and the road game against St. Cloud. I think those 
two games, the team just totally got out of their element and got outplayed both those nights. But but the other losses, you know, they lost because of turnovers. It wasn't because they were getting outplayed. Well, I'll give you that. I, I mean, I totally agree with you that those are the two games that stick out in my mind as sort of like the, the real crap games that we've played this year. Um, and fortunately, they were much earlier in the season. But, um, I, you know, I, I just... I just think that when you have guys like Eichel, they're such difference makers. And even if he is a freshman, I just think that those kinds of guys tend to raise the level of play. And maybe he does try to do too much because he is a little bit less uh, experienced in some respects. But um, and, and I do like that we have a lot of veteran guys in there. And I certainly believe, like I said, that if you have a goalie of Wilcox's caliber, you can steal games um, that maybe you don't necessarily expect to win. And, so it won't shock me if the Gophers get out of that uh, region, but I just think that BU has probably got a little bit too much going for them right now. Yeah, I just know that you know the games I've seen Eichel play were the Bean Pot, and he only had one assist in those two games, and the World Juniors where he kind of had a disappointing tournament. So, you know, in the big games, he hasn't shown up for me. So I think Minnesota's got a chance to shut him down. Let's hope so. It's not we're, it's not like we're rooting against him. It's just. You know, we'll, we'll just have to see, I guess. Uh, John Reynolds, another question via Twitter. He wants to you know, what do you guys think about Glover playing up at forward? He's been doing that the last, you know, few weeks or whatever. Uh, what do you think, Viggs? I almost think this is just one of those things where they want to get him ice time mm-hmm. and make sure he doesn't leave. Um, <laughs> he's, look, he's looked uncomfortable um, in the offensive zone with the pocket. It seems like he does a good job of getting possession and then when he's got to make a quick decision, he's just so uncomfortable. It's it's difficult. Um, so I so I think they're trying to keep him interested by giving him some ice time. Uh, no no insider info on that, but um, you know he's a big physical player, and obviously he's got more potential than some of the other guys they could put there. Um, but he hasn't looked very comfortable. What do you think, Hammy? Well, I mean, honestly, they're not putting him in there to really do a lot offensively anyways. I mean, it's a fourth-line situation. You're not expecting those guys to go gangbusters on offense. For me, it's just more don't foul it up on the defensive end. And um, hopefully, being that he is a defenseman, um, he's going to have that kind of focus more. And and so I don't have a problem with it in that sense. And I don't think he's done that badly. I think it's... uh, you know, part of it's the team has just played better in general, so it makes you think like everybody's playing better in general, including a guy like that. But um, I, I think it's actually been a solid move, and I, I don't have a problem with him being there. I don't expect anything from him offensively. I just sort of, if he does do anything, it's, hey, you know, it's like icing on the cake. So, But just as long as they do well, don't give up goals from a fourth-line perspective. I'm good with it. Yeah, I think the fourth line is, is played pretty well. They haven't really got caught in their defensive end very often, I think Isaacson and Michelson have had done a decent job learning their role and uh, you know just playing some ice time. Yeah, well, let me let me tell you guys, this weekend is my favorite weekend of the year. You know, everyone used to talk about the Final Five, blah blah blah, but regional weekend is my favorite day, favorite weekend of the year. I mean, you've got hockey from Friday afternoon through Sunday evening. It's almost you know back to back to back uh, with a little sleep in between, but it's just great hockey, and by far my favorite weekend of the year. Yeah, I mean I, I could totally see where you're coming from with that. I mean it's sort of for me like with not that I'm a huge college basketball fan, but that opening week of uh, the NCAA tournament, 
you know, especially the first couple of days with all those games going on, I, I'm really interested because you usually see a lot of dramatic finishes and some really good games. And uh, that's kind of exactly how I feel about the opening round in college hockey. You just have some good matchups and it's usually pretty competitive uh, across the board. You might have a few games that are kind of crappy, but in general, they're pretty well played games and pretty competitive. Yeah, I think one of the best things about this weekend is the, the top 13 teams are all pretty close. I don't I think agree. you see a big stretch between one and 13. Anyone can win those games and with, you know, all of it on the line and all on TV, it's going to be great. Yeah. I mean, I, I would totally agree. I mean, I don't think there, there's not a dominant team that you could say that, like, Oh, that's definitely the favorite. And I can definitely, you know, all these teams I feel have the capability of just of winning it. And so there wouldn't be one team, you know, for the most part that I would be shocked if they, one four straight. I mean, I Except might not for believe. Omaha. Well, okay, I'll give, you, I'll give you that one. I will give you that one. I mean, but I think in general, a lot of these teams, I, I wouldn't be shocked uh, if they ended up winning it. Well, can you imagine if a team like Michigan Tech won it? Whew. I mean, you know, in a way, I, I mean, not like I'm a Tech fan, but I mean, that'd be kind of cool in a way. I mean, obviously, I want the Gophers more than anybody else, of but uh, I've yeah. If there was a, a team out there that, you know, I'm, I wouldn't be, you know, too sad if Michigan Tech was a team if the Gophers didn't win it. Well, they, they need to get by St. Cloud, and obviously that's going to be a, a, a tough game for them. Uh, I have a feeling they might have the North Dakota fans on their side, though. Yeah, I actually think that I think that Tech's going to win that game personally, but um, I guess we'll see. I, I just have a good feeling that they're going to win that game. Well, I, I'll, like I said, I, I'm going to enjoy this weekend to the fullest. You know, you know, Minnesota wins or loses, I just, boy, it's just great hockey, and uh, it's it's just just a joy for me. And it looks like Bid, Bidco Bidco actually agrees with something I said. He thinks it's the best weekend all year too. It's about the first time he's ever agreed with me on anything. It'll be nice when his team loses Friday. What a shame! What a shame. Um, th- that's it, guys. That's all we got this week. Okay, if we lose this weekend, are we having a podcast? Yes, we will have a podcast next Wednesday. It's on the calendar. We're going to do it no matter what. All right. I promise. Uh, One thing we do have on the podcast this week, but but we're not going to play now, but after the end of the show here is Viggs took a bunch of audio from the media day today at Mariucci and – I'm going to throw that on the downloadable version of the podcast this week. Oh, boy, it must have been about 20 minutes of audio, wasn't it, Viggs? Yeah, it was a pretty lengthy uh, yeah. conference today. The guys like to talk. Yeah, so I'm going to put that after. I'll add it to the end of the podcast. So if you want to hear that, uh, just download it, and you'll be good to go. Other than that, you know, just good luck to the boys this weekend. We, we're definitely pulling for you, but uh, hopefully we'll have a nice positive show next week. We'll Sounds good to, to me. Remember, you can follow Hammy on Twitter at Hammy Hockey. That's if he lets you. It's a private account. That's correct. <laughs> or Vigo at eVigo. Which games you uh you writing this weekend, Viggs? I'll be writing on Saturday. Oh, well, there you go. Well, you hope you're writing on Saturday, right? I, I, I said I'll be writing on Saturday. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it. We will be back next week to either you know wrap up the season or start talking about the Frozen Four. Thanks for listening.
First off, just about uh, what you faced this weekend. Obviously, a foe that you're very familiar with. What did you see in those uh, previous encounters that you may expect this weekend? Well, everybody thought we wouldn't be playing our old rivals uh, by switching leagues, so this is going to be game five. It's, it's pretty amazing. Uh, UMD is a very good team. Uh, they're very veteran. They're deep up front, uh, balanced scoring, uh, veteran defensive core, and a freshman goaltender who's coming in played very well for them and probably was the, the missing ingredient from last year's team. So uh, they're going to play like we do. They're going to get up and down on the rink. They're going to try to make plays. So it should be a fun and entertaining game and we're looking forward to it. You look at your team and it seems like the consistency is there now for your club the last few weeks. Do you agree with that? Well, we're playing better. There's no question that uh, you know, it starts with that. I mean, that uh, he seems to be on top of his game right now and he's the most important player to be on top of his game. Uh, we're scoring a few more goals. We haven't given up much as of late. Um, you know, the nice thing we've had the matchups when we've been home ice, but this will be a little bit different because now we don't have matchup uh, as we head into the NCAA as being the third seed. So, you know, everybody's going to have to play well uh, this time of the year. It's, it's single elimination. It's one and done. Mistakes are magnified. Goals are even more important this time of the year. And, um, you know, we just want to go out and play our best hockey, and whatever happens, happens. For all the guys that were there a year ago that got to this point, we got within one game of winning it all. Is, is that talk starting to come back no, to the I surface? Mean, I don't think so. I, I, you know, that's last year's last year. This is a completely new team um, uh, with, uh, with different issues than, than the previous team had. Um, but, you know, it's been a fun year. When you look at the, what we've done over the course of the year, when you begin the year, you hope you can win the regular season playoff. Time. We've done both. Want to make the NCAA tournament, be able to do that, and now it's about trying to, you know, the old saying, survive in advance. And uh, you just, you just want to play well. I think that's the most important thing. You know, you get into this time of year, you have years where your team, you know, plays really well, and other years they, they, they're flat. You know why? Who knows? Uh, but they're excited to be playing. Uh, they've worked extremely hard to put themselves into this position over the last couple months. Um, and uh, you know, it's, it's obviously fun when you win. It was fun to win the regular season. It was fun to win the playoff title last weekend in Detroit. And, and now, hopefully, we, that will carry over and we'll just continue to play uh, like we've been playing. How do you prepare for a team that you're going to see for a fifth time? Does it feel like a glorified conference playoff game in a way? Well, in some ways, you know, it would be nice just to drive up 35 and play up the booth in front of a packed arena probably would have been a pretty good atmosphere here this weekend. So it, it, it's going to be kind of like the first game of the year when you, you play a game and there's not going to be many people in the stands, um, you know, and, and hopefully we'll have the same result as, as that first game. But, uh, you know, it's not hard to play, uh, prepare from the standpoint that you play somebody if you're familiar with their players. I think that's it as much as anything else is it. You know, when you get in the NCAA tournament and you haven't played against somebody or, you know, over the years, you really don't have a great feel of their personnel. Um, you can watch on video, but until you're at ice level and watching the game play, you, you just don't have that same feel. They know our guys, and we know their guys. Um, and now it's about you know who's going to execute, who's going to play a little bit more mistake-free, because you know the games have shown they're, they're close, they're low-scoring, and goals are a premium. It's been a while since you played up in season. Are you guys a different team? Anymore? Yeah, I think when you look at different stages, you know, uh, you, know you have to be healthy. And, UMD is a great example. In the second half, they've had their injuries and sickness, and, and the week off was probably really good for them. Now they're going to have their full lineup. You know, different stages. That, you know, when we played in November, Shea was out, Boyd was out, Vinny was out, um, and, and now you know both teams are going to be. You know, we don't have Connor, but you know, we haven't had Connor since mid-January, uh, so. 
both teams are at pretty much full strength this week, and you want to have your team available to you. It's key. With sure. conference realignment, one of the big fears was that you'd lose the in-state rivalries. I guess you can't complain about that this year. Huh? No, no, you can't. That's what I said uh, the opening that uh, you know it's hard to believe that you're playing a team not in your conference more than anybody you played in your conference. You know, but th that's good. I mean, it's a good, healthy rivalry with uh, tremendous respect, and it, it'll be a, it'll be a fun game. It'll be an entertaining game, and you know, unfortunately, won't be a lot of people that are watching. Where would you rate Adams' game, especially against Ohio State? Uh, I mean, you've seen him 78, 79 games now. Well, he was pretty darn good. I'll take that at him the rest of the way and, and, uh, and see where we end up. But uh, he played really well. And, uh, he feels good about himself right now. The team feels good about him, uh, the way he's playing. And we all know how important goaltending is this time of the year. Uh, he put it on one player, but the bottom line is you know, more often than not, Whoever goalie plays better is going to advance this time of year because everything's so even. And that big save at that critical moment is a difference in winning and losing. How much does it help to have so many players with tournament experience? Uh, it helps. They've been through it. Um, you know, even we're practicing at Ritter and NCAA, and everything's on the boards. And so you're used to that part of it. Uh, but really, I think after five or ten minutes, that pretty much goes out the window experience of our seniors and what they've been able to go through over their time uh, is important. But, you know, that advantage goes away a little bit with UMD because they, they've got a really experienced team, too. You talked about playing at Ritter Arena. Brad, give you any tips about uh, how to play a Frozen Four? Like, what, what to do? Well, he can write a manual. He's there every year. <laughs> they have a bad year, and they, they come in second. So <laughs> it's not easy to be the men's coach at Minnesota. I'll tell you that. Those are lofty standards. But, you no, know, obviously we're happy for them. And, you know, I was at the game, and our, our our whole team is at the game watching, so you know we're supportive of each other and uh, really happy that they were able to win. We talked a lot about the seniors and how they've led this turnaround, but how important has Mike Riley been in the second? Well, uh, you know, we know what Mike's going to give us game in and game out. To, to be honest, I think the, the emergence of Clusis line has really made a, a big impact over the last month. Uh, once Connor went out, you know, you're trying to rotate how, how you're going to fit it together now, and uh, you know, with Clusis. Camrod is playing his best hockey of the season right now. I think Meany's really starting to emerge as a player. He's got nine goals right now. And obviously with with Cluse and his play and speed up the middle. So to me that line has been a real key for us over the last month and a big reason why we've been able to have a more successful finish because they're a little bit more in depth up front. What's been clicking with that line? Scored a big one, Terry scored. Yeah, and Cammy hasn't been scoring the goals, but he's you know, yeah. getting assists, and that's you know kind of what he's been doing right now as a playmaker. But you know, obviously, with Vinny and, and uh, Clouse, they both have great speed. Um, they're all three sophomores, um, you know, so we kind of got our senior line together and our sophomore line together. And, uh, but uh, they were struggling a little bit early on to put it together, uh, but I think that uh, they've, they've improved. They're starting to get that chemistry that you have to have. And, that's why we haven't tinkered with our line much uh, lately. Uh, we want to try to get them set and comfortable playing uh, together. I know you've seen Cascasio a few times. I'm not sure if he's played all four games against you, but what do you think of him? He, well, he's, uh, he was obviously an unknown. Yeah, I mean, well, he had a good year in the North American League last year, and, and uh, you know, I think, to, to be honest, that you know, the goaltending probably was the thing that held him out of the NCAA tournament on a year ago. We played him last year, and I thought that you know, they were as good as him when he played. But now he's solidified the position. He's making a big save. He's giving him a chance. He's a big kid. He's 6'3", 200 pounds. And, you know, he takes up a lot of room in the net. And 
with that veteran defensive corps, I mean, they don't give up a lot, and they're there to you know, push away any rebounds, too. Is there any on the NCAA and the attendance thing, or is that something that's, you talk about offseason? Yeah, no, that's, you know what, uh, they'll have a decent crowd when Yale and Boston University play as, as they should, no different than if, you know, if, if it was located here and you know, be in Minnesota were playing, it'd be a great crowd, and not as many people are going to be interested if, if uh, Yale was playing for you in the, in the second game. That's just, that's the way it is, that's neutral site games, and obviously there's a lot of talk right now of, you know, should the top eight seeds host that's, I know it's being discussed a lot right now. You know, we'll see what happens down the line. What kinds of challenges does Duluth present for you guys? They're defensemen, active, veteran. Yeah, I mean, well, he's got, I think he's got nine goals a year. They're going to get up. Raskov's going to get up and deploy. Uh, I, I, they've got a good mix of size and, and speed, and, and, and they're veteran. I mean, I, I think that's the big thing. They, they've got a lot of college hockey experience. Their whole team does. I mean, like us, they're, they're real good down the middle uh, with their decor and their center play throughout their lineup. Uh, they've been through it before, and uh, they're well prepared. And you know, obviously, you know, a lot of Minnesota kids playing against each other, and it adds to it a little bit. But um, a lot on the line, obviously. And, and uh, I think both teams will be ready to go. It should be an exciting game. You obviously saw the Bulldogs play when you were you know, growing up, I would imagine, and you know, Surdy and think, How has this rivalry changed over the time? Well, I mean, uh, I went to a couple games growing up, but uh, you know, back then, growing up, I was more of a football fan, to be honest, than a hockey fan. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think one of the things that's really helped is their, their new building has obviously, you know, helped them, and, you know, they just won the national title, very deserving, and you know what, one of the great things about we should take pride in is our whole state right now, that the play of the five in-state schools, I mean, even the Midget had a really good year, their second half run, out, and unfortunately for them, they were just Point to get knocked out in that first round, but uh, you know where the, the new buildings, the commitment at every school. Uh, are, I think the health of our, our college teams is probably better than it's ever been in, as a group in general. Okay, guys. Thank you, coach. Just about uh, what you face. Obviously, you're going to a different rink, but it's an opponent you should know pretty well. Yeah, we know uh, know a lot about them. Played them. Four times already this year, so uh, we know you know it's about every guy on their team and uh, what they like to do. So we'll be ready to go, and uh, we've had a good week of practice so far, and uh, the team's getting pretty pumped up to play. Uh, what did you see in those games? I mean, they won, but you guys could have easily flipped a couple of those games in your favor. Yeah. Uh, how balanced do you think it is between the two? I think uh, very balanced. Uh, I mean, both teams like to skate and make plays. Uh, both teams got a lot of speed. You know, at the XL, at XL tournament, uh, definitely could have gone either way for sure. Um, and then up in Duluth, I didn't make the trip, but uh, watch the games. And they're, they're a really solid team. They can score, and uh, we need to take it to their defensemen and uh, play the way that we know how to play. Since you guys played them last, you guys went on a nice run at the end of the year. How different is this team now compared to the last time you faced Duluth? Um, I think we're playing with a lot more confidence for sure. Um, you know, we're winning a few weekends in a row here. Winning the regular season and determine uh, definitely helps our confidence, and uh, I think we're playing in the way that we need to play and the way that we know how to play to uh, keep winning and make a make a run here. How much do you feed off of last year's experience and wanting to take that one step further? Obviously, it starts you know on Friday night, but this team's got a lot of experience, and I know you want to get back there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, definitely focused on Friday night for sure because uh, you can't look too far ahead, otherwise. Uh, 
really beat. So, um, but the experience is definitely uh, we've got a lot of guys that played in that game last year, and um, I think that definitely is a positive for us, no, no doubt. And, um, but right now we're focused on Duluth and getting past Duluth. What do you take from this weekend and Yeah, it was, uh, it was a great accomplishment for us. That was a goal that we had at the beginning of the year to win that tournament. And, uh, I mean, it was kind of weird that we haven't won a game in that. The seniors haven't won a game in that tournament or, or anyone else. So to win two games and, you know, be a team like Ohio State and uh, especially Michigan, um, they're obviously very skilled. And uh, to win that tournament was huge. And you guys were playing with Sudbury the last time, and basically you guys were probably at your lowest. Uh, it's kind of saying that you kind of want to forget this game. What has changed for you guys since then, and just how how are you able to kind of take that, even though you kind of said you want to forget it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's behind us, but um, you know we'll look back on it. And I think right now we're definitely a harder team to play against. I think we're pretty easy to play against for uh, for a stretch there, and not going to the hard areas what what it takes to win games and score goals. So um, I think we've uh, we're clicking right now on all cylinders and. Brady, what uh, challenges do the, the forwards of Duluth present to you guys, the defensive group? I think speed is probably their uh, their best attribute. They got a lot, a lot of speed, a lot of quickness. Not overly physical guys, but um, a lot of speed, and uh, they can make plays. Um, they got, uh, I mean, the top, all lines can score, and uh, you got to look out for some of the top guys. Is it almost better facing an opponent that you know? when you're going into a situation like this where it's one and done and if it be a program that you may not have much history with that sometimes catches you off guard and you spend the first period kind of, well, they're not whatever, and you end up getting in a hole. It's almost better that you know right from the gate get up what you're facing. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think it does. I think you definitely feel more comfortable playing a team that you know all the guys on the team. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be ready to go for sure. And... Uh, we're just looking forward to a good game on Friday. Can you talk a little bit about uh, your defensive partner, Brian Collins? What, what what have you seen in his development as freshman year? Yeah, he's made great strides. He uh, he um, obviously is a more of a defensive, probably defensive player than an offensive player, and uh, he's big and he's got great reach and good with the puck. So he's uh, he's doing a great job. He's playing big minutes too, which is usually pretty tough as a freshman coming in, and he's. Uh, Doing a great job playing against other teams, top guys. Is there any part of his game that you've seen really improve from first game to now? I think he, uh, I think he's a little more confident with the puck. Probably, uh, he's got a lot more poise with the puck and not afraid to make plays. And uh, I think he's being more physical too. He's a big body, and we need him to be physical down low. Do you see a little bit of uh, you as a freshman in him? Uh, I think he's better than me as a freshman. I I, <laughs> I got scratched a couple times, and he's uh, he's playing big minutes, and he's doing a, doing a great job. All of our freshmen are playing pretty well, so uh, you know we got to uh, take our hats off to them. Last year, the emergence of you and Mike Riley on the back end. How have you seen Mike's team grow this year? How do you grow? I guess off the first team All American here. Yeah, uh, Mike's Mike's a special player, no doubt about it. He uh, got a ton of ton of talent, ton of skill. Sometimes seen a player like that for a while, and he uh, he uh, takes you know takes the puck up and makes plays. And sometimes you just gotta watch, and be like, wow, this guy's a this guy's a player, and uh, he gets all the credit that he deserves because he works hard and he's a really good buddy. So he's 
just a great guy. Have you seen him grow defensively? That's something that he said he spent a lot of time on this year. Yeah, definitely. I think he's he put on put on some weight this summer for sure, and he uh, is taking a little more pride in the defensive zone. I think maybe freshman year he was a lot of offense, and that kind of hurt him in the defensive zone. So now he's an all-around player, and uh, he has a huge, huge attribute to our team. Are there any Mike Riley moves that you're going to try to incorporate <laughs> in your game? Uh, I don't know if I can do any of those. Maybe a couple spinoramas here and there, but uh, no, he uh, he's got some pretty sick talent that uh, I don't know if I can pull off some of those. Wilcox coming off the big Ohio State shutout, the Michigan win. Is that the best you've seen your goaltender play this season? Ooh, uh, that was that was definitely a really good performance for sure. Uh, and we see it every day in practice that some of the saves that he makes and. I know at the beginning of the year, or middle of the year, they was fight, fighting a little bit maybe, but uh, he's right back to where he, where he usually is, and he's, uh, he's a huge part of our team and probably the most important part. And just like the rest of your team, do you think he's peaking right now? Uh, I, I think so, yeah. I mean, I definitely think he's playing his hockey. He knows how to play, and he, uh, he always we can always count on him to make the first save, and we'll, we'll have to clear out the pucks for the second uh, rebound attempts. But, yeah, he's, uh, he's playing really, really well right now. Yeah, you know, pretty similar to us, you know, fast, um, you know, obviously really good offensively and like to get out and transition. And, um, you know, I think that's why our games are so fun. You know, you got two teams who are uh, pretty much not identical, but like to play the same ways. And, and um, you know, obviously it's a rivalry game too, so it'll be physical and it'll be a heated battle. How much, if anything, did it mean for the team to, to win the regular season in the last weekend push and then to go into foreign territory and to Joe and, and win the the playoff title there? Yeah, um, obviously it's huge. You know, I think the big thing for us was winning the, the conference tournament. And, you know, obviously the last three years here we've, you know, been the one seed and, and lost, you know, in every first game we played. So being able to uh, kind of get over that and, and, you know, for the first time ever go into the NCAA tournament with a win. And, and I think that'll, you know, help us try and carry this momentum going and, and uh, keep this uh, hot streak running. You guys have kind of been the shutdown line all season. Do you expect that role this weekend again? And how do you react going into it? Uh, yeah, I hope so. You know, I, I love playing against the other guys' top lines and trying to take them away. And I think, uh, you know, hopefully it'll be the same. And uh, hopefully we can go out there and do our job. Going to a place like where you're going, where maybe you crowd like what you saw last weekend, uh, how do you prepare for that? How did you deal with that last week? How do you put it out of your mind and, and focus on what's on the ring versus what's not going on around you. Yeah, well, uh, you know, obviously the first game, you know, against Duluth, like I said, it's a rivalry game, so I, it doesn't matter where we play them, it's going to be a, a, a heated battle and, and it's going to be a good game. So, um, you know, whether there's 20 people in the stands or 20,000, you know, playing a team like Duluth, um, it's, it's going to have some energy and it's, it's going to be a, a good game. And, um, you know, as far as anything else, it's doesn't matter where you're playing or how many people are watching. You just got to make sure we got to come out and, and play the way that we're capable of playing and, and play the way that we have been playing the last couple weeks. Given that you had to prove yourselves last weekend, did it help not being at home? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think proving yourself on the road or in a situation like last weekend helps going into the NCAA tournament because that's going to be the same thing. You know, we're going to be. Uh, out of our element again out in New Hampshire just like we were last weekend so um, we just gotta make sure we come out and play how we did last weekend. 
Thanks, Travis. It's like Fox. You say the whole will get you. Frank knows. He's all set. All right, just about uh, going up against Duluth. Obviously, you know him pretty well. What can you take from those previous encounters, even though they won the majority? The games could have gone either way. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's our fifth time playing them. We're one and three against them, which obviously isn't very good. But last time we played them uh, around the holiday time, we thought we played pretty well, didn't win the game. But uh, we're a much different team now. We're uh, really happy with how far we've come and where we're playing right now. What is the biggest difference from last time you guys faced them to the way you're playing though? Uh, I mean, just confidence. We are a much different team. We're playing with a, a lot of confidence right now, and we're we're rolling. And I think our biggest thing is turnovers. Turnovers have killed us all year, and those are down right now. So that's our major focus right now, keeping those down this weekend. What, what changed for you guys? Was it conversation between you guys? Was it... Uh... Just a, a game or a, or a night? or, or Nothing really in particular. It just wins started coming. I mean, there were games when we were losing that we thought we could have won, but we lost. And now there's games that uh, we could have lost and we're winning on those now. So, And that helps a lot with uh, how comfortable everyone is in the locker room and we believe in each other. And uh, we're excited. This is a fun part of the year. The first time this team has won a conference tournament going into the NCAA tournament with a victory, how much does that help kind of build the confidence to make a run here? I mean, it obviously helps. We're going into the conference tournament on a win. Uh, the past three years, we've gone in on a loss. But so, anytime you go that, we're feeling good about our game. We're not uh, uh, hoping that we're not sitting here worried that uh, we got beat last weekend. So now, what do we have to do? What we're scrambling to fix everything. We're happy with where we're at. And, uh, we're ready to go. Loose defense are real active on holding the zone in the forecheck. How does that change your role as a center going into the game? I just got to talk to my wingers when the D are coming down. I, I'm the winger's eyes as a center. Um, so I just let them know they got time or they need to chip it or if they can direct it right to me or just whatever. It's just communication.